is in the know for Thursday, July 28th, the 209th day of 2022. There are 156 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. We will also have a visit from Josh Horton. He is the director of the Grayson County Health Department. We'll have a conversation with him. And we will have the water cooler question. It will be your chance to win and prove you're the smartest person around the water cooler at the office. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Unless you've been crafty and I've not been looking, it doesn't appear like you've taken in a lot of the Shark Week content so far. I haven't. Is that fair to say? No. Do you know why we're afraid of sharks? Some of us are afraid of sharks. No. Because of the movie Jaws. Oh, well, that makes the sense. The most famous shark movie, Jaws, was terrible PR for sharks. The movie caused a massive shift in our perception of the mostly shy animals, transforming them from largely understudied creatures to internationally reviled, vengeful killing machines to the point that we have a week dedicated to them on Discovery Channel. Yeah, I'll, I love sharks. Yeah, so. I knew that you did, but you have uh, you have Jaws to blame for everybody being, oh, sharks. Before that, it was like, hey, shark, you didn't see him that often. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm curious to know if you've got your numbers. 14. 14 is one. Okay. Well, then uh, if you do eight. All right. 14, then eight. Then five. Uh-huh. I got it. Right. Okay. Wait, 11. 11. Continuously. Uh, what is it? 24. One. They're not your numbers. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm naming all of the Reds retired numbers. Okay. So you say 24. Then uh-huh. you got any other? Number one. All right. What's your mega number? You got to have one mega number. Uh, 19. All right. 19 will That's be That's Joey Votto, the next one. All right. Well, Sam just won $1.02 billion then because he well, just gave you the... Well, now I, I have to share it with all of you because he gave you say, the winning I can't numbers. imagine that nobody else has already picked those numbers, you know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, to, by the way, here are the numbers that will not win. You ready? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the winning... I mean, Sam gave you the winning numbers. I'm going to uh-huh. give you the losing numbers. So pick whichever ones that are more See, most I'd be more likely to just you. to go in there and just say, just randomize it. If like, you if you don't want to win, use my numbers. If you want to win, use Sam's numbers. 7, 29, 60, 63, 66, and the Mega Ball was 15. So those won't win because those were Tuesday night's numbers. 1.02 billion is the uh, approximated jackpot for Mega Millions. I think I heard, what is it, like $650 million in cash if you take it yeah, that way or like something? Yeah, something About 600 $650 million is the cash option. But not just let them pay it to you and your heirs. Over now, would you the, go Scrooge McDuck if you won and, and get the whole gold coins and everything and make the big pool? I start, would. <laughs> hmm, I'd go swimming in it. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably convert it into chocolate coins. 
chocolate gold coins. I just convert all the money. No, probably not all of it. Or dollar bills. Morning downpours followed by afternoon sun today. There's a flood watch along and south of the parkways for another 50 minutes or so if you're with us live. Uh, rain chances, rounds of rain through Friday. The weekend's going to trend drier. Rain chances will be returning to our region on Sunday. We told you yesterday the... Um, we, we told you yesterday that the amazing amount of rain that we were going to see was um, going to be east of I-65, and it was extreme east of I-65. I mean, it was over in, uh, was did I see Boyd County and uh, Perryville and... Uh, Perry, Perry County. Perry, Perry County. County. Yes, Perry Floyd County. County. Perryville is much yeah, closer to yep. here than it is. Perryville's Bob yes. Boyle County. So, but it was... Um, Buckhorn Buckhorn School. I saw uh-huh. that underwater. And so in the mountains, you know, in Appalachia, it's, uh, it's pretty rough. So uh, we'll see scattered thunderstorms afternoon sun today. We'll see a uh, 30% chance of rain, high of 90. Thunderstorms tonight, overnight low of 72. And then for tomorrow, we'll see morning showers, 60% chance of rain and a high of 84. Is Saturday looks like it's going to be really look nice. Look forward to Saturday. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, just a 10% chance of rain, 83. It'll be one of the best but, Saturdays we've I mean, had in a few weeks. If I told you, you know, 83 in the middle of July, or at the end of July for a Saturday. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. For, for the last Saturday in July, in in fact. Uh, the <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Fed unleashed another big rate hike yesterday in a bid to curb inflation. The Federal Reserve yesterday raised its benchmark interest rate by a hefty three-quarters of a point. For a second straight time in its most aggressive drive in more than three decades to tame high inflation, the Fed's move will uh, raise its key rate, which affects many customers and business loans, to a range of 2.25 to 2.5, its highest level since 2018. And then banks put their usury figures on top of that. Uh, so you'll, it'll, that's the Fed rate. And then, you know, a lot of banks operate on a point, two points, or something above that, or whether it's your credit card companies or whoever. So what does this mean? Well, if you have an ARM, if you have an adjustable rate mortgage, which I think have more gone out of fashion over the last five or six years because interest rates on mortgages have been so low. But if you have an ARM of some kind uh, or a two. variable interest uh, an adjustable rate mortgage. Oh. If you have, I doubt you have two of those. Um, no, I got zero of those. I thought you were talking. If you um, if you have a credit card and you carry a balance on it, your rate is likely to go up. So if you carry that balance, you're going to be paying more interest per month. So, but a lot of long term mortgage interest rates are not necessarily coming off the prime, the Fed prime rate directly. Sometimes they're more off of Treasury or some, you know, they're they're using a different model. So just because you hear interest rates, it doesn't mean that it's catastrophe, but they all are um, linked together. If you uh, burglarized, if you broke into and burglarized the Falls of Rough Fire Department, you're a jack wagon. Anybody want to disagree? No, no, no. Okay. All right. A large reward is being offered after thousands of dollars in equipment was stolen from the Falls of Rough Fire Department. The burglary took place sometime late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning at the Falls of Rough Fire Department at their firehouse at 123 Green Farms Road. Chief David Mercer said three sets of newly purchased turnout gear and other equipment were taken from the firehouse. In total, the items will exceed will well exceed $10,000. The burglar or burglars forced entry into the firehouse. 
Mercer said the fire department personnel continue to conduct an inventory of items as other fire department property may have been stolen. And like the LFD and some others are helping to, you know, loan gear in the meantime until they get uh, replacements that they need. I Not only are you a jack wagon if you broke in and stole from the fire department. I hope sometime in your life you need the fire department and they don't show up as quickly as they would have otherwise. They will mm-hmm. never know it because they probably won't know that it's you. But one of these days you're going to need the fire department. Mm-hmm. Of and all places to steal from. You're going to be like, it's like jack wagons that would steal from a church. You knuckleheads. A case of monkeypox has likely been identified in Warren County. The Barron River Health District uh, Health Department said it appears that initial testing and a case investigation show that a male in his 30s is likely the sixth case of the disease in Kentucky. What I saw earlier this week is if you get monkeypox, you know it. Have you all seen what it looks like? Uh-huh. It, it, I don't want to say it looks like chicken pox, but it, like, it's like chicken pox on steroids, isn't it? You know, it's probably aptly named. You think of a chicken and mm-hmm. what chicken pox would look uh-huh. like and then what monkey pox would look like. Uh-huh. And this definitely <laughs> looks like. Because you start growing hairs and eating bananas and hanging from you your tail, You get a really right? bad case of it. It's gorilla pox. Kentucky State Police are looking for a Hardin County woman arrested at least 12 times since December 2014. 30-year-old Christina Lee Williams of Elizabethtown is uh, currently wanted on several theft charges. She had been arrested in Hardin County a dozen times in the last eight years on a variety of charges. So, Sam, you're all probably friends. If you see her, tell her she's wanted by the She's older than me. She is? Okay. I know somebody from Hardin County that's around that age, though. We could maybe ask him. Pass that along. Cast a net far and wide. The Kentucky Association of Health Plans announced its Healthy Back to School Grant program yesterday an initiative aimed at increasing COVID-19 vaccine access and accepting uh, acceptance by empowering local schools with funding for vaccine incentives. KAHP, which is the trade association representing all commercial insurers and Medicaid-managed care organizations in the state, says individual schools or school districts can apply online to receive a supply of $20 MasterCard gift cards to be given out at school vaccination events for individuals receiving a COVID-19 first-dose vaccination or a booster. So you may be hearing more about that as uh, staff and students return to school in the coming days. Stephen Elder found a couple more Democrats in the last 24 hours that will uh, show up and will speak at Fancy Farm when they convene down at the St. Jerome Parish at the church there for their 142nd annual picnic. It is next weekend, not this weekend. It is August 6th. Stephen Elder, who is the uh, political chair for the event, said... Kentucky Department, uh, Kentucky Democratic Chair Coleman Eldridge will speak on behalf of the Democratic Party, as will first congressional district candidate Jimmy Osbrooks. So I did. I did. You were talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I did appreciate there's a gubernatorial candidate from northern Kentucky. He's most people don't know him, but in northern Kentucky, he's a lawyer. So he's one of those lawyers in northern Kentucky that everybody knows named Eric Dieters. Does he have a billboard? Uh, Probably. Okay, Um, but it's funny because he is running for governor but was not invited to be on the stage at Fancy Farm. So what he says is he's just going to be parked in the back in his pickup truck talking with a microphone. And I just appreciate that, and I would almost want to drive to Fancy Farm just to hear him stand on the back of his pickup truck just shouting at the world. How poor must your chances be of winning the primary if you can't even get invited to Fancy Farm, especially it's, when they're not even in well, the Democrats? Well, like. He's getting invited. He's just going to invite himself and get on his pickup truck. So he's a cra- he's a picnic crasher. I guess you could saying. say that. Yeah. All right. 
Maybe the Bulldog is his nickname. Maybe they'll make a movie. Don't all lawyers with billboards have to have a nickname uh, you got really the hammer, to be any bulldog. particular yeah, one? He's the Bulldog. That's right. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't mind. Considering where the picnic is, Jimmy Osbrooks, who is running against James Comer, deserves be to be yeah. on the stage without a doubt. I'm a little surprised he wasn't because it's in it's in the district he is seeking to serve. But it is some indicator of what the outcome is going to be in that election. If the guy, if one of two people seeking the seat, they didn't even think initially to go, do you want to speak? Technically, where uh, Governor Bashir would be coming from is also in that district, though. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it has uh, it has the, the the appearance of it has changed. I did see Scott Jennings, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I like a good a good political barb tweet from time to time, but I didn't necessarily like the fact Scott Jennings was trying to make a case that the Bashirs are conveniently leaving the state to go to Israel so they don't have to be on the stage with Charles Booker. I think that's a stretch. Um I, I don't I don't think anyone would intentionally do that. So I, I didn't really I couldn't really ratify that tweet. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think Fancy Farm's like at the at the top of the list of the governor to oh got make sure I'm at Fancy Farm. Well if it's in his best interest he will certainly be there because it is next, a, next year he'll be there. There is a scorecard of uh-huh. uh, who was there and who was not. And I and I, I will many- tell you your dedication your your dedication to attending in years when it isn't your best interest does stay long in the memory with the organizers at Fancy Farm to go Okay, so you're kind of a fair weather candidate. You're here when you need us, but you're not here when we need you, which is one reason many of them don't miss if it can be avoided. But for 99% of Kentucky voters, I'm, how many what percentage of Kentucky voters even know what Fancy Farm is? Oh, what percentage? Pro- probably, I mean, it's not probably a very high percent. I mean, unless you read the news or you live in western Kentucky, yeah. you probably have no idea. You could walk on the street in Litchfield and ask 10 people, how many do you think would say that they knew what Fancy Farm was? Every magistrate in every fiscal court in Kentucky knows. Like You think like so? Everybody in county governments. Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes all the way back to Happy Chandler. Like, that's that's kind of when it was. It's a hundred. The picnic's 142nd, uh, 142 years old. Have you met all the magistrates? I think. Unfortunately, I've not. Unfortunately, I've not met all of them. Unfortunately, I have met some of them. Uh <laughs> Especially the one. There's one in Harrison County that's you got to sketch. Hey, you know, gotta, Cynthia, no, they're good gotta, people. Got to look out for good people. Uh, but anyway, so we'll see. I think. Think to your point. There's a demographic shift. I think there's a demographic divide where people below a certain age probably are like fancy farm. I don't. Well, know. I mean, like, I like you got to think. Of, I like a good old fancy. For me, farm. being from Northern Kentucky, I'd never really heard of it until I came to Bowling Green. <laughs> because well, I mean, it's because you got closer to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a heck of a drive to get to Fancy Farm. You got to want to get there. You do have to <laughs> want to go, which apparently is why you should be there. Because the politicians from far and wide show up for uh, show up for them to duke for them to duke it out. The Kentucky Council on Post Secondary Education and the Kentucky Higher Education Assistance Authority announced this week that a new scholarship pilot program designed to support undergraduate students displaced by crises in their home countries. Funded by a $10 million appropriation by the General Assembly, the Innovative Scholarship Pilot Program 
will make financial assistance available to traditional or non-traditional aged, documented foreign national students who have received U.S. asylum, submitted a U.S. asylum application, or are resettled refugee. What does this mean? It means over the next generations, the complexion of Kentucky is going to change, and it's going to have to change if we want to keep pace economically with the opportunities of growth. Because right now, most employers you know still are actively seeking to fill good jobs. And there is a void of people who want to show up and do those jobs. And so we need people of all different skill sets to be able to resettle in Kentucky to try and keep pace with what we want our economy to do in the coming years. biggest thing for that, too, is that got to pay living wages and everything as well, too. And I'm not saying that that's the case here, but there are a lot of corporations in this state that don't. The University of Pikeville will receive a $4.4 million grant to support construction of an agritech research and education center in eastern Kentucky. The UPAC AgTech Innovation Center of Excellence will be located at the Kentucky Enterprise Industrial Park at Marion Branch Road in P-I-K-E-V-I-L-L-E. The project will be matched with a $5.75 million matching in local funds. So they're going to get a new ag facility at the University of Pikeville. So not just they're not just training doctors now. They're going to train... Ramel Bradley involved in that? They're going to train, probably. They're going to train... Shout out uh, to Pikeville. Farmers as well. Shout out, shout out to Pikeville. A nine. Nah, I don't want to read about that. <laughs> oh, Sam, what's going to happen with Conference USA? Will they make it? Uh, I hope not. So you think you're hoping Western gets out and lands somewhere else? Oh, I'll take any, oh, just about anything over what they got right now. And if it wasn't for Middle Tennessee, they'd be in the MAC right now. So I didn't realize that six of eleven schools mm-hmm. are in the final are in their final year. Mm-hmm. So that there's only five people that will be competing in Conference USA this year that are known to be in the Conference USA next year. But they will be joined by Liberty, New Mexico State, Jacksonville State, and Sam Houston State. Correct. So that will keep them at, what, 10? Nine. Yes. Uh, Nine, I think, isn't it? Yeah, four. They'll be they'll be bringing uh-huh. four in. So um, Now, I will say Jacksonville State and Liberty have made inroads as far as stepping up a notch in competition, but not enough. Not enough. Well, to... Liberty's a good football school, and, and the interesting thing about Jacksonville State is basketball-wise, they're coached by Ray Harper. Oh, yeah. So it would be, you know, you get a little bit of, you know, in our business, we like storylines, and there you go. Sure. Uh, Red, Sam Houston State's had some good experience, too. Red, Reds defeated Marlins last night. Mets walked off the Yankees in Game 2 of the Subway Series. Uh, Castillo got big standing ovation in Cincinnati mm-hmm. last night. So probably last time in Great I'd American Ballpark. In, well, uh, I mean, wearing as the a, home uniform, as wearing, wearing the good guys uniform. It'll be his last time. Hmm. So uh, trade deadline is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Where do you think he lands? I have no idea. Yeah. Whoever gives the best offer is where he'll land. Because that's what the Reds get to do. They just get to sit here and say, "Okay, come on, mm-hmm. bring it on. Yeah. What's your best offer?" Well, we'll and see. Made the best one. It win. was kind of it, you could just kind of tell, like everybody sort of knew. All right, that's the last outing in Cincinnati for Castillo. So we'll see where he lands, at least by early next week. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Josh Horton is here. We're going to talk uh, public health, kind of the latest COVID metrics, things you need to know. That's all coming up. You're on In the Know. Request. 
Today is Milk Chocolate Day. It is National Water Park Day today. It's Hamburger Day today. I gladly chocolate and hamburger. I gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today, says Wimpy. And it is also Chili Dog Day today. Ooh, dilemma: Chili Dog or hamburger? You're saying that it is hamburger, chili dog, and chocolate. Yeah, and water park. So you can. Wow. Yep, all those days being co-celebrated. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome back to uh, Josh Horton. He is the director of public health here in Grayson County. That's me. It's the morning, perfect Josh. time for hamburgers, chili dogs. And- is it is it National Heartburn Day, too? Do you need, like, <laughs> Alka-Seltzer? Have you glanced at my board yet? Because I just saw it. Because, you know, uh, being the director of the health department, so, you know, my board today says gray is the least desirable color of food. So in the health department, it's, it's over there on the wall, Josh. If, uh, you know, I see it now. as, as uh, yep. inspectors of the health department, you run into gray food, probably a flag, <laughs> probably a bad sign from the beginning, I would imagine. So anyway, that's we won't get bogged down in that. How are you? I am well. I don't have... Uh, all these different things. I don't have COVID. I don't have uh, polio. I don't have no maladies to report. Pox. I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm in pretty good shape right now. That's good. You know, it has been. Um, it is. Uh, it's a weird journey. Uh, a weird. I, I don't know that it's an evolution of sorts, but you know, go back a couple of years to this time in twenty. You know, things were. You know, high levels of stress, and that's not mean there are not things to stress about right now, but things were just different. Mm-hmm. But here we are a couple of years down the road, and we're still dealing with um, the season of COVID-19, if you will. But the season feels completely different in that we're just managing it different. We're treating it differently. What's your sense of where we are? I know there are weekly numbers that you're that you're sort of tracking, but what's your feeling about COVID-19 today? Uh, as usually you hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's it's more so a managed approach now. COVID has not went away. We're actually in the midst of a surge, um, and uh, hospitalizations are up. Uh, deaths are creeping up. Um, of course, of course, cases are skyrocketing. But um, stores remain open. People are still, for the majority, not masking. Uh, there's no governmental regulations or recommendations coming out. So. I think we're more uh, on a different level than we were, uh, you know, a year ago. You know, I hear about all the talking heads, and I've you know heard on Rick and Bubba this week they were talking about you know how uh, you know nine months ago, a year ago, people, including myself, you know, referred to it as a as a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and I still believe that there was a season when that was definitely true. There was a season when it was primarily unvaccinated people that were catching the more contagious variations of covid mm-hmm. and then it there's like a there's like a ping pong match if you will you've got 100 percent of your people unvac- unvaccinated means that any covid19 virus can run rampant across all the people that you you know all the unvaccinated people but then as you get a section of your population vaccinated then it kind of serves back you know the balls in the court of covid and then it adapts there's a variation it comes back the other way gets the people who are unvaccinated and you just kind of dilute this thing down until it's the equivalent of the common cold you get your immunity that wanes your your antibodies come down you become more susceptible it just kind of sounds like basic science at this point 
Yeah, and now my mind is automatically going to Forrest Gump because you said something about ping pong. But, um, <laughs> sorry, squirrel. You, you found the right man to talk yeah, about that with. If you want to talk Forrest Gump, that'll, that'll be, uh, the show will be an hour longer if you want to talk yeah. about Forrest Gump. But, yeah, it's it's back and forth. It is, it, you know, and the virus does impact vaccinated people as well. Um, but I still hold uh, to the science that says that if you are vaccinated, if you're up to date on your shots and you do get the virus, uh, you're more apt to have a – more better outcome versus somebody who is unvaccinated so yeah what are we uh whenever you come you know you're here you know six weeks or every couple of months at least and i know we I have a tendency to just kind of latch on to where are we with this because COVID 19 seems to it's obviously impacted everyone we're all in the same sea but we're in different boats and so we're weathering it differently but hopefully the waters are calming down a little bit mm-hmm. but there have to be some things that while our eye is on the ball of COVID, there have to be some things over here that we're missing, some general health type things that you all deal with. And I would imagine you would like to counsel us to not sleep on some of these other things. What are we missing right now? Well, you know, COVID unfortunately has been a distraction and from many things that, you know, it has, uh, and that's been present in my family as far as people, you know, who, who've had cancer and things and, and, and didn't get the treatment that they need because of the hospitals being over overran and whatever have you. So now we get back to some level of uh, normality and just making sure that people understand the importance of keeping their children's vaccinations up to date um, and making sure that, you know, if, and I think I mentioned this last time, you know, when we talked about man's health and things, was that the last time I was in yeah, here? Yeah. During men's health month. So I that think. Was, was what? June? June? Yeah. Yeah. June. Mm-hmm. Um, so just make sure you're keeping your appointments with your provider and make sure you know, when something, as I said last time, we know our bodies better than anyone else. If something's not right, make sure that you get in and see your provider. Don't, don't delay on that. But right now our main message is, you know, back to school's coming up. Um, there are multiple things you can do to make sure that your child is successful this year. One of those things is, of course, the COVID-19 vaccine. Talking to your pediatrician and child's pediatrician about that if you haven't done it. But also just general vaccinations, making sure that they're on schedule, taking good care of their mental health. So making sure that if something's going on, you're reaching out to professional counselors. Um, there are counselors in schools, of course, who can assist. And there are therapists who go into schools um, to offer assistance um, while your child's at school so they don't have to even miss school. They can, you know, leave class, go see the therapist, and go back. So um, dental health, there's just all these different things, components, making sure that your child has a successful school year and they have what they need to have good attendance. Are there any ways, um, and, and I know you all have actively studied and reviewed, and, and I would like to, I hope that we as a society get to the point where we're far enough removed from the season that we can look back and go, you know, here are some of the things we learned. Now that that's now that that's gone, now that that's not part of our our day to day, we can study and we can learn. Do you have any idea if 1918 and the pandemic in our in our country then, in the years that followed, did Americans or humanity as a whole take steps closer to public health? Were they more inclined because they were forced to be involved and know and learn about a pandemic. Did we, did we embrace the idea of practicing good health and following advice post that pandemic? And do you think we will emulate that behavior? Does a person like me, is a person more like me more likely to take my health seriously because of the season we just went through? Or am I likely to go the other way and go, I'm tired of all that? 
I think there's certain aspects of health, definitely mental health. I think that you're going to see um, a surge of, of um, how can I put this, mental health services that we've never seen, uh, you know, before access um, to mental health services and, and, and a focus on mental health because of the toll COVID had not just on our, uh, you know, our physical health, but on our mental health, which is part of our health. Over, you know, overarching. So I think you'll see more focus on that in the future. That's not going to go away. However, we are notorious for forgiving things, Mark. Um, as we move out of something, um, we tend to to forget about it. And so, uh, for instance, with um, I know the two are very, very different. I don't say this to mean disrespectful, but like 9-11. Remember when 9-11 happened and Americans kind of, we had that unified feeling and we rallied around one another. And then months went by, and then that kind of just kind of drifted apart. Of course, we still reflect on 9-11 and those life's lost. But overall, I don't think we have that. I think we can all agree that feeling of unity is definitely not there right now. So, can I, I'll use another analogy that is kind of at the opposite end of what you just mentioned, but I think the two will bear out what you're saying. Let's Instead of thinking about it something drastic and tragic, let me ask you, how many times did you wash your hands in 2020? How many times did you wash your hands in 2021 and how many times have you washed your hands in the year 2022? I would beg that the numbers would step down from 20 to 21 to 22 to just show the human nature is to drift away from, well, I'm not in the throes of a pandemic, so I don't have to worry about that Mm -hmm. as much. But really now is the time to embrace health and public health options more than ever, so that we don't get back in the situation we were in previously. Fair to say? Fair to say. And also, one of the negative aspects of it, I think, that will follow us for a long, long time is the separation of people. Um, You know, we got so used to being separated out, and even though that was kind of negative in our mental health, um, I I felt this when I went to the airport on um, my vacation. It wasn't necessarily I feared COVID, which I was mindful of it, but it was just being around all these seas of people that I'd gotten used to not being around. <laughs> so I think that kind of follows us into, you know, every day into the future. And and who knows, maybe some people who became kind of reclusive may struggle now with getting back out, not because of fear of COVID, but just because they just don't want to be around people as much. We found out, some of us found out we just were not as people as we thought we were. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened to me last night. Uh, the girls went to lunch. <clears throat> so um, Christy and Alea went to McDonald's for lunch yesterday, and they said something about their experience that was happening during the lunch process. And I said, I asked a question that would puzzled me because it was like, well, why did this happen? And she said, we went in the restaurant. And I thought, you went in the restaurant? I just became so accustomed, you know, mm-hmm. like we've just become reliant upon drive throughs or curbside that when someone says, well, I went in the restaurant, that seems to be the odd choice rather than, and so just yesterday that happened. So there are some scars, there's some, some scars that have built up on us over the last two and a half years that probably aren't going to go away for a while. Exactly. That's my point. 100%. And some of those things can be good, like the flow of customer service and curbside and maybe you know i laughed when someone told me is like i really never even noticed the pandemic because i had never really wanted to go out and do things and so it really didn't change my lifestyle that much you know and but for some of us it definitely did so i just making sure i just want to reemphasize trying to get back to some level of normal being mindful of what's out there but um and reaching out if you need assistance definitely and watch your kids that's so important 
I saw a news item yesterday that you all uh, shut down your clinic for a few hours to get some to do some staff training. I think uh, mm-hmm. any good training information that you you want to share about? Well, we are way by, health departments in general, not Grayson County, but in general, we are behind the curve as far as technology. So uh, we're still doing paper charts and things, and a lot of you, know, you go to your doctors now. A lot of them have iPads and stuff. So. We're actually launching an, an EHR, Electronic Health me- Records System. I believe that's saying that correctly. So EMR, it's more yeah. Yeah, digitalized, and so p- patients can actually access their records from anywhere as long as they have a username and password. It also just improves the flow of the clinic overall. It's good for our team as well as our our patients. So that's what we're in the midst of doing. It's going to take a few months to launch it. If you're in healthcare, you know launching something like that is a huge deal. Um, and then you have to not only win over the community but also your staff who – you know they have they have the growing pains and the the pains of change. So, all right, what have I not asked you about that you got to get out to people before you go? Anything in particular? Uh, you know, just make sure that, like I said, I we really want to emphasize the back to school, making sure that you you know we we do school shopping, we do all these different things to prepare, change our schedules around to get kids back in the flow of school. Make sure that you know you're you're in contact with your child's pediatrician about vaccinations. Make sure you're keeping those things up to date. Make sure that you're asking your children questions. There's so much mental health issues amongst adolescents right now connected to COVID and other things. Um, so just have those difficult conversations and, and keep an eye on things. Safe to say the most encouraging thing would be consult your health care provider, not Dr. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, not Dr. Right? Facebook. Just con- consult your health And not me. You know, people will try to reach me through Messenger and ask me medical questions. And I have to tell them I'm not a doctor. So, yeah. So you won't look at this rash I've got on my elbow that I think might be poison ivy. You won't do that for me. Well, at least you didn't say monkeypox. Okay. No, but no, it's, I don't. I think you're going to be okay. Mark. Before you go, I need to know if there's anything you can do about this in your position of uh, of the director of the the health department. Oh, buddy. Um, we the the people who make candy corn they've gotten a little bit out of their lane. You know, it used to be Halloween, and then they got last year they got into Thanksgiving. They like they made candy corn that was that tastes like Thanksgiving dinner, which uh, I thought was kind of a party foul, and I wish they wouldn't do that. Like gravy? Yeah. Now they've gone like yeah turkey and all that, but now they've gone too far. This is tailgate candy corn. It tastes like hot dogs and hamburgers and popcorn and fruit punch. Can you put an end to that? Yeah, I'll just say You know, a, I just don't think I'll be participating in that. Can they, Mark. Can they I, fail their next health inspection? Possibly. I'd, I'd try it. I mean, I won't put it down, but. Maybe you can do like a viral TikTok of you trying it. I don't know. Yeah, no, you, you ought to have mine. Josh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having you. me. Got to get to a break. The water cooler question coming up here on In the Know. Did you know a duel between three people is called a truel? T-R-U-E-L. So if three people are involved in a duel, it's a, it's a, it's a truel. That made me wonder. How does that work exactly? Well, it's like if you've never seen seen The Office, where they have the you got a gun in each hand. Okay, so everybody has a gun pointed at the other two uh-huh, people. Type uh-huh. of, okay, I yeah, was just wondering. Seen that scene from The Office? If there are any got... rules? Well, but there's the great. I mean, obviously, for those of us in the studio who are Hamilton experts, oh. the, being the two buckles in the studio, because yeah. you know she's seen Hamilton, so Expert. she knows she knows how the duels work. <laughs> But when there's three people involved, then the, just the math is different. So that's why I didn't, I just didn't, I, 
I, don't, I didn't realize. I must have missed that on The Office. It was an educational guide that I lost out on. Here's today's water cooler question. Your chance to win if you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by texting the answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. 13 in 100 people say they hit this when driving. 13 of 100 people say they have hit this oh, okay. when driving. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. Have you? I have. Oh. 13% of people say they have hit I mean, this I've hit driving. so many things, and I'm not a terrible driver that, I mean... I hope the answer is not Olson's Mercantile. <laughs> <laughs> not it. <laughs> yeah, not you. <laughs> Just in general. The blaster from Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. So, the first Star Wars movie that the world got to see. The blaster that uh, Harrison Ford carried. Han Solo. The Blastech DL44 Heavy Blaster is expected to sell at auction this week for between three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars. So we got a half million dollar blaster. We got a ten million dollar Mickey Mantle card. Add inflation, driving prices up. Well, listen, I guess we're going to have to play the lottery. Yep. Yeah, you got mega millions. It's a billion dollars. Never bring myself to spend that much money on something Sam, like that. In case you didn't get my birthday gift yet, that blaster would would do that Han you Solo know, blaster. It's uh, again, so you can write it down. It's the Blast Tech DL forty four heavy blaster. Do I get heavy a raise blaster, then too? Heavy <laughs> blaster, happy birthday! Heavy blaster, happy birthday! See, it, I think uh, it fits. I might need to call Dennis so we can go fifty fifty. Does that work? Sure. The new the new Pinocchio trailer is out. You can watch Guillermo del Toro. Uh, his twist on the classic puppet tale. So we will be seeing, uh, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be out. So are there two new Pinocchio movies then? Maybe. Because there's the Tom Hanks one. Yeah, it's live action, isn't uh-huh. it? Or some some combination. I guess Pinocchio just, maybe the story of Pinocchio just became public domain. And so everybody's racing and be like, oh, now that we don't owe anybody for the rights to this. Pinocchio's a little, little, little freaky though. I know that's still. They said it's a dark, a dark twist to the classic tale, but surely Tom Hanks wouldn't be in something dark. Well, no, because that's not Tom Hanks is actually like physically, uh, uh, Geppetto or whatever his name is. Right, Sam. If you want to buy that blaster, talk to Jimmy Fallon. He just sold his New York City apartment for over ten million dollars. So he has kept a he has kept an apartment in the city, even though his family were living out probably on Long Island or maybe in Connecticut. But he has sold his apartment for $10 million, so he could spot you the half mil for mm. the happy birthday happy birthday, heavy blaster that you need to buy. Also, speaking of late night on NBC, Seth Meyers tested positive for COVID, and they canceled his show for the rest of the week. So I haven't watched Seth Meyers' show in, in That's forever. a really cool apartment. The $10 million. Yeah. I don't think the whole building is Well, the I mean, the facade or whatever, that's the, yeah, yeah. it's really is cool. That, is that one of those brownstones they call it? It's I don't a, think that's a brownstone, oh, it's not, is it? I didn't know. It says Gramercy. Gramercy. And up on the top, that's, you know, that's not a brownstone, yeah. without a doubt. That, that, that's awesome. That other girl in the picture, that girl in the picture, her name it, is, right? yeah, Cara, Cara 
Delavine. I don't know who that is, but She's probably your young people know. Uh-huh. <laughs> she sounded, I, how do I know her? Old fogies like me don't know who that is. ABC will celebrate the TV icon Norman Lear's 100th birthday. He turned 100 yesterday. And he, there will be a new special on ABC. The program will feature a mix of tributes to some of his most iconic shows, from the golden age of television all the way to the streaming era, as well as a slew of celebrity guests. It will air September 22nd before hitting Hulu the next day. Let's see if we can... She's a model. Uh, she's a model. Do I know that you've hit this? Uh, yeah, but you probably, you, you might not remember it, but you do was she know. In the, was she in the car when you hit it? She was not. Oh. She, she was not, in fact. Um, Allison knows that the answer is their garage. Allison oh. knows the answer is yeah, their garage. I've done that too. Yeah, I hit. I was um, really hoping it was the police barrier that I had written down. Mm-hmm. Somebody said ATM. I'm like, what? <laughs> Hit, oh, hit, yeah. I hit the ATM. Uh, I think I put mailbox. Ran into it. I hit a mailbox. Here, when uh, so my bicycle. This is a long time ago. I had my bicycle on the roof of my vehicle, and I forgot. And I pulled in the garage and and hit the garage, and it made me so sick. I got out and I threw up. Like I was like when I was afraid that I just cracked the frame on it. So it was it was traumatic. It was really wow. That's, yeah, that it was, story it was, went. I didn't think that was going to take a I've turn never, like that. I've never, never forgotten it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why during the break. It was an even bigger deal. All right, we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Congratulations, Allison. She's the winner of today's Water Cooler question. We have chart toppers, point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, and more coming up here on In the Know. MD's point to ponder for today. What is the craziest theme park or fair ride you've ever been on? I'm a, oh. I don't like heights. So. I don't know if it's the craziest, but it probably was not the smartest. So I had like the egg at the Edmondson County Fair. Um, it so it was like, like a cage, a, a right? Variety of like an egg shaped on each end. So not only would the egg shaped cage spin, but the whole arm would go around and around as well. So it was like a in-the-air yeah. scrambler kind of thing. Sort of, yeah. I got vomited on in that, actually. Oh, that's All nice. right, so wait a yeah. minute. Around, Spaghetti, it was gross. Around, were you wearing a sweater? Was No, it's vo- vomit yeah. on, yeah, on the sweater already. Wait. But you Were you going this around one. this way? No. Or are you going around this way? Like a carousel. So it was rotating. Well, okay. Yes. Like the zipper. Like a Ferris wheel. Like Thank you. Like a Ferris wheel, yeah. mm-hmm. but egg spinning on each end of the arms. Mine has Craziness. to be, uh, my dad took me to the county fair. Uh, it was after the parade. It was he and I, and uh, we had had to do something in the parade, and we ended up at the fairgrounds. That's the way it used to work. You know, the parade would end there, and then you'd spend the Labor Day. After the Labor Day parade, you'd go to the fair. That was a long time ago. And so he took me, I basically was too small, but he took me on something called the Rocco Plains that I apparently had a very negative reaction to <laughs> that uh, we've I, never... Did we've, you vomit? We've never forgotten. No. I've done the whole... But I had a very stern warning to do not ever do that again. The thing where you just stand there, you don't get strapped in or anything, and it just spins in a circle and the... You're on the inside? Yeah. The, and the Gravitron. The, yeah, I think every fair has a different name for yes. it, mm-hmm. but it's where the centrifugal force or whatever keeps you... I don't like spinning, and so it, I actually like it, that one. And then it tilts. I don't know that mine, I, mine might have tilted a little bit, and but just, I think that's the when seats I slide up and down. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. 
And if I you, think if, if I it remember right, tilt then it's just a centrifuge. Yeah, like I, I wasn't. All doctors' yeah, offices does. have them. Yeah, I wasn't about it though. I, I don't like spinning. And I don't really not like right ice. round baby, right uh-huh. round like a record baby. <laughs> no, right like, round round round. I like my two feet on the ground. Now I'll sit on the bench and watch you spin, and you get sick. That'll be fine with me, but I don't want any part of it. On television tonight, Tracy Morgan presents Sharks with Tracy Morgan. Oh, I hope dear. he does Brian Fellows. I'm Brian Fellows. You shark. That's on uh, the Discovery Channel. On ABC, the season two premiere of The Con. So this is a uh, this is a ongoing series, but they focus on different con artists uh-huh. throughout history. I saw a trailer for it last night, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then Big Brother. So you get the live vote tonight after last night's veto comp and all that stuff and get to see what's happened. Have you had any spoilers from last um, night? I, I just keep swiping by, but yeah. I, I've seen a couple names being thrown out there, but I've tried so to So I couldn't ignore. help it. Over on the right-hand side, trending yesterday was the name Amira. So I don't know what that means exactly. So yeah, I've seen a couple things. Figure she's somehow, I've not read somehow any. involved. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1945, the U.S. Senate ratified the United Nations Charter by a vote of 89 to 2. World War I began as Austria and Hungary declared war on Serbia, this day in 1914. Los Angeles Summer Olympics opened this date in 1984. Five years ago today, the Senate voted 51 to 49 to reject Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's last-ditch effort to dismantle President Obama's health care overhaul. John John McCain famously gave that thumbs-down vote on the Senate floor. Dusty Hill from ZZ Top passed away a year ago today. By the way, I, didn't, I haven't mentioned it two days in a row, but Tony Dow did finally go on in. He was They had prematurely did? announced two days ago that uh, Tony Dow, who played Wally Cleaver on Leave it to Beaver, had passed. But uh, hospice had, you know, hospice was there and all that. But they said he, they did officially get confirmation from his family yesterday. But the initial announcement was premature. Garfield creator Jim Davis is 77. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jim Davis would like lasagna for his birthday. Mm -hmm. There's a reason Garfield loves lasagna, because that's not a cat thing. Mm -hmm. My guess is that's a Jim Davis thing. Sally Struthers is 75 today. CBS anchorman Scott Pelley is 65. Lori Loughlin is 58. Soldier Boy is 32 today. Tell him. Can you do the dance? Yes, I can. Um, well, I mean, you I didn't say will I, I. You said I, can I, I, I and I, say, yeah, I, I can. go full screen on this. And, and then I'd say uh, happy birthday to my cousin Rachel. She's celebrating a birthday today. Gone but not forgotten, Beatrix Potter, the author of the Peter Rabbit books, 1866. Frankie Yankovic, born in 1915. Now, Frankie Yankovic is a Grammy Award-winning musician on the accordion, and I am presuming must be Weird Al's father. What, say the name again. Frankie Yankovic. There's no way that a famous Grammy Award winning accordion player from 1915 named Frankie Yankovic wouldn't be Weird Al Yankovic's father, who Weird Al plays all those polkas. You know? No, not related. They're not related? Not related. That's awesome. That makes it even more fun. Oh, gosh. Okay. Here's your, where do you, what state do you think he was born in, Frank Yankovic? Uh, Pennsylvania. Love, you're close. West Virginia. 
Interesting. I would have never guessed that. Let's go. Let's continue our discussion of states. Happy early birthday to you, too. Oh, am I having a birthday? I didn't realize. Thank you. Manana, right? It's been nice being 50. Oklahoma Hills was number one by Jack Guthrie. This date in 45. Many months has come and gone since I wandered from my home in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. Okay. Yeah. Don't all songs from 1945 sound like that? I think they do. Let's go to 1954. The Gaylords with The Little Shoemaker. Pinocchio a shoemaker? He was, Pinocchio's not a cobbler, was he? No. Geppetto, is that his name? Yeah, Geppetto. He was not. He was not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he probably could, but cobbler is, you know, specific, specific to, to shoes. shoes. Yeah. And he could make any, well... Was Geppetto a clockmaker then? I'm looking this up. He's a carpenter. I mean, he could make clocks. So I guess his resume could be cobbler. Uh, A little Stevie Wonder, Fingertips Part 2, 1963. But also, Johnny Cash was number one this date with Ring of Fire in 72. In uh, 63. Let's go to 1981. Yes, 81 is the year. No, 72 is the year. We were going to make a stop in 72 before we got to 81. Tomorrow, Bill Withers, you, on one. Me you can't pass this one. When you're not strong, and I'll be your friend, I'll help you. I'm torn between that and Club Nouveau's version. Oh, especially if you were going to skip that one to go to this. Oh, no, we got to definitely got to play oh. this one. Absolutely. Alabama number one in 81. We were almost going to skip Bill Withers. Feels so Alabama. right. My goodness. Oh, it's on a great album. No, Why, yes. Lady, Why. Feels so right. Mountain music. So please don't. feel like I'm back in Brownsville. Hey. <laughs> hey there are worse places to be, believe it or not. At least one. Makes me feel like I'm on the lake. Billy Idol, number one in 90, with the Cradle of Love. Rock the Cradle of Love. Rock the Cradle of Love. Wild Wild West, Will Smith in 99. Rihanna, take a bow in 08. Despacito, number one, five years ago today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says this. There is no prose as inspiring as a single human being with the courage to live well. There is no prose as inspiring as a single human being with the courage to live well. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here next time for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.